Welcome to the Grace Podcast, a production of Grace Ministries in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us, and we pray that you are blessed and inspired. For more information about Grace, be sure to check out gmrh.org. Now let's listen in to this week's message. Talking about being strong, becoming strong. As you can tell, I'm not a workout guy. Okay? Uh, a fellow told me that I need to learn to uh, start lifting the five-pound weight. Start with five pounds. I said, why? He said, that will give you enough strength to pull away from the table. <laughs> Sometimes we struggle with that, and we, we, we struggle with the exercise and the stretching. Just recently, my back has gone out, and, and uh, there's nothing worse than trying to Get that back in shape. Everybody understand that when you, you think you can go on life real good, but when that back gives out, you're in trouble. And um, for about six weeks, I struggled with that. And for the first couple of weeks, uh, I literally had trouble even walking and moving and uh, couldn't find relief um, and really didn't do anything to cause the problem that I could be aware of. It wasn't one item. I went to bed well one day, and then the next day I woke up and couldn't hardly walk. And so, so I struggled with that. So in, in my home, I have in my living room, we have a hard surface floor, and then we have a rug on top of that. And the only way I could get relief, believe it or not, is to lay on that floor. That's the crazy hardest surface in the house, and that's where I went to get relief. And then after a few days, I, I knew that the one thing I needed to do to be able to have mobility was to stretch. And the last thing my body wanted me to do was stretch. But that's the one thing I needed to do the most. So I would lay on that floor and make all kinds of sounds <laughs> as I began stretching my legs and my back and twisting and putting myself in all kind of odd and weird positions, trying to stretch every muscle that I could to get that. And it was painful. So for me to get strong and the flexibility in my back and get the relief, I had to go through pain to get to an accomplished end. Sometimes in our walk with the Lord, when we, we don't like getting stronger in Him because there is pain that we go through to get to that place. We don't want to be exposed in our own heart, in our own life, because we like being comfortable. And, and I, I've said this before, and I really believe this. I don't think the Lord touches our body and our mind and our spirit so we can sit on the couch and in the chair to watch gun smoke. There's a plan and a purpose for what He wants, and when He touches us, He's energizing and moving us to do the work of the ministry, not to become casual and complacent in life. So there are times I need to stretch my body and stretch my mind and stretch the spirit of my mind so that I can then grow in Him and be ready to become the strength and the functional person that He's given me to be in this life. And so getting stronger sometimes causes us to go through times of painful acts in our own life. Why? Because when I read that word, I must allow it to happen. I must allow my life to change to line up with that word. Amen? 
and, and doing so. So sometimes in working out, we don't like working out because there is a pain that comes with that. And we don't like reading the Word of God many times because there's a pain that comes with that because we must conform to that Word. We don't like getting in prayer. Why? Because God's going to speak to our heart. He's going to challenge us. He's going to give us a direction. And we really don't like journaling or anything because we don't want anybody to know what we're really thinking. Amen? Because sometimes if you knew what I was thinking, you're like, man, that guy's weird. <clears throat> huh? Anybody else have weird thoughts? I've shared some of them with you before. I can't understand why the fella in the boat fishes at the shore and the fella at the shore tries to fish in the middle of the pond. I have yet to understand that. Right? Or as Terry said years ago, my mom would say, come, it's time to eat, and you need to come and eat before your food gets cold and your drink gets hot. That doesn't make sense, does it? So sometimes in life we have random thoughts that go through our head. We have things that happen in life, and we don't want people to really know those thoughts. But see, but the Bible says that God knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. Not only does he know what we're thinking, he knows why we are thinking it. So sometimes when we're saying we need to get stronger, we need this 10, 10, 10 to begin in the Word, and we need to begin in prayer, we need to begin in writing down or reaching out and what we're trying to do this month and, and what we're trying to set up as a standard for our life, we get caught up into that and we're thinking about that and we're saying, you know what? It's not the, t the 30 minutes a day. It's what God's going to do in that 30 minutes a day that I'm concerned with. Because he's going to speak. Now he's not one of those that has to get the 2,000 words in a day. See, some of you have to have at least 2,000 words a day or you feel like you had not said nothing. Right? See, but God's not into the amount of words that he's saying, but when he speaks, it goes directly to the heart and to where it needs to be. And that when he speaks, it's not only what is wrong with our life, but it is a direction point, and it is strength, it is healing, it is hope, it's all those things. So when God speaks, it's not just about what we've done wrong, it's about what he's wanting to do in our life. It's about what he's wanting to say in our life. So we don't have to be afraid to get along with him, because he's not just going to correct us, but praise God, He's going to direct us and lead us and embrace us. And those days you need a Father that just embraces you and holds you, that's what He's going to do. On those days you need clarity of speech, you need clarity of life, that's what He's going to give. And those days you are in doubt and in fear and you need a voice that says, I am your help, I am your hope, I'm your healer, I'm your life. He's going to speak that as well. See, we need to understand that when we embrace this getting stronger, it's not about what I've done wrong. It's about what he's wanting to do right in me. What he's wanting to do good in me. Amen? Whew, glory to God. If you look to the screen, 
Talk about conditioning today. Conditioning our mind. Most people have experienced God's story, but few have interpreted it. Let's talk about that again. Most people have experienced God's story, but few have interpreted it. Few have understood what that story is and what it means and how it's going to affect my life and all that. We want the salvation. We want to come and bow our knee. We want to feel good about that God's done something great in us, and then we want to move on with life. But God is wanting more than that. He's wanting you to have more than experience. He's wanting you to have a relationship with Him that He's wanting to live and breathe in you and throughout your whole life every day. All of us love stories. We like telling the story. We like living the story. Heard it like this. uh, In the last month, how many of you have gone to the movies to see a movie? Anybody gone to the movies to see a movie? Well, Friday night, we came to the church to see a movie. What a great crowd, almost 50 people here. It was just tremendous, great night. It was really wonderful, powerful movie. How many of you rented a movie at home? Okay. Right? And how many of you just liked watching a movie the other day? You didn't rent it, it was just on TV, and you got caught up in it. Say, in the last month, how many have done all three? If you have, you need to get a life. No, I'm teasing. We all get caught up in that, right? We all get caught up in that. And, and see, God could give us a manual of nothing but instructions, nothing but commands. And He could have said, do this, do this, on this day you do this. He could have given us that, but He didn't. The Word of God is filled with people's stories and people's experiences. And God is concerned about your story and your experience. And this growing stronger, it's about Him knowing you and knowing me, and as I embrace that, I don't have to do that in fear. I can do it with a heart knowing that I have a Heavenly Father that knows that there's a story that He's wanting to make happen within me so that that story can then reach out into this world I live in. When I change my viewpoint from What is God going to say and do to me that's going to correct me to the fact that He loves me and He has a plan and He wants to spend time with me? Then all of a sudden my 10-10-10 becomes far greater and more enjoyable and more exciting than just finding out what He's wanting to tell me I'm doing wrong. That's what it's all about. So the next slide I want you to look at. Even fewer can articulate God's story in a way that makes sense of their own story. Even though we love stories, and we love to tell stories, some of you can really tell a story. Some of you can really fabricate a story. Right? Some of you really good fishermen stories. We love telling a story. We love an experience. We, we, you know, we can make a a great experience about going to a ball game. We can make a great experience about going shopping. And how is that possible? But you can make these great experiences of life, of, of how things can happen. And we can tell that story. Of, and we can give detail. And we can give, I mean, precise details, time and place. 
And we can tell the color of a car. We can tell the color of someone's hair. or We can describe everything in total detail because we love to tell a story and we love to live a story and we love the experience that stories bring. God has a story that He wants to tell in us. So as I embrace Him, as I get in with Him and I'm enjoying that time with Him, all of a sudden, he begins doing and saying things in me, and then this story becomes real, and then I can then learn to express this story that he's doing in me to someone else. To articulate it doesn't mean that you're going to stand in front of a crowd and say it, but it does say mean that you're going to share that with someone else. Your life is going to demonstrate that. Your life is going to live that. And that's the joy of this experience but I've got to learn to do it. I've got to discipline myself to spend time with Him. I've got to set it up so it can happen. There are times that I don't want to do things. Anybody else here? There are times in your life that you won't, do not want to do things. In that not wanting to do things, can we make up excuses or reasons? We'll do anything and we'll do things we don't want to do just so we don't have to do the thing that we really don't like to do. Right? Everybody understand that statement? You know, you make up any excuse possible not to go to the dentist. Right? You'll, there are certain people in your life that you don't want to spend time with. And you'll go to someone else's house and cut grass or... Clean out gutters just so you won't have to spend time with that person. Man, I'm sorry. I've got things I've got to do. We used to make this statement. Well, we would love for you to come over and spend some time. You know, I may have an upset stomach that day. I don't think I can make it. We will come up with any reason not to spend time with someone. Or, you know, I used to make up the, this, this list of the top ten reasons why I could not go to work today. I had one driver, one lady call in and said, I can't come to work today. I'm getting new furniture, and I want to be the first one to sit on it. We'll look for any reason at any time for us not to have to do something. And if somebody says, man, let's go over here and pray a little bit. Oh, wow. I don't know about that. You know, ooh. Man, I've been reading the Word. You want to get in the Word with me? And meet? Well, I don't know. Hey, I'm, I, there's a new place over here I'd like to go eat. Would you like to go? Yeah, man, I've been wanting to try that. <laughs> Isn't that how it works? We will be invited by the Holy Spirit and we'll feel that tugging. I want to spend some time with you today. And all of a sudden, he'll begin speaking to us, and then we'll look for a reason to go do something. That's the nature of man. Because we have preconditioned ourselves that that's going to be work, that's going to be hard, that's going to be difficult. But have you ever gone somewhere that you really didn't want to go, but once you got there, you were so glad you did? I want you to know when you get into his presence, 
sometimes we don't really want to go because we don't know what he's going to say, but once we've got there, we say, like, man, this was a great moment. I am so glad I am in his presence. I'm so glad I stopped and spent this time with him. I'm so glad that this happened. And that's when you begin articulating that, when you begin sharing that, because you may come across that person who's just like you that doesn't understand how great the love of God really is and how great he wants to embrace us and how much he wants to spend that time with us and how much he wants to encourage us. And all of a sudden you say, man, I was this way and I just didn't really want to do that. But when I did the other day, man, God just really spoke. And I don't know how to put it all in words, but man, he did something in me. All of a sudden that encourages that next person to want to spend that time there too. When you and I began conditioning our mind and our spirit and our heart into the things of God, and all of a sudden things around us begins to change our viewpoint. What we see and how we react and how we respond changes. So let's look at Scripture today. 2 Timothy 2.15 Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word. The only way I can really rightly divide the word is to get into the word. I have to do that. Now, I'm one of those guys, I look at the instruction manual as a last resort. And even before I look at the instruction manual, I will call tech support. So that they can just tell me what I need to do. Sometimes I don't want to know why I need to do something. Just tell me what I need to do so I can go to the next thing, so I can go do it. We are, men are geared that way many times, most men are, and that we just want to go do something and accomplish it. Sometimes we don't really care why it goes that way. We just want to know it works, especially at work. I just want to go do the job and then you pay me and I'm going to go home. That's what I want. See, in in our relationship with God, when we have to sit down and interpret something, when we have to sit down and figure it out, and we have to go through it and say, what is God really saying? And we have to go through that. We haven't conditioned our mind. We haven't conditioned our spirit. We haven't spent that time with Him and allowed Him to do that in us. So in the beginning, it's so hard, and this Bible is so big, and there's so many words, and how is He going to say that to me? All I have to worry with is one verse at a time. All I have to be concerned with is what I'm reading at that moment because he's going to build on it. He's going to build that and stack that in my heart and in my spirit. And he's going to bring back to my remembrance his word and his truth as I am in life. So as I'm reading this and I'm studying to show myself approved, and I'm saying, God, I'm really trying. So I'll read it out loud. I'll put it on my Bible app and I'll let it read out loud to me while I'm reading it. And I'll read it in four different translations, the same verse, to make sure I get the understanding of what it's talking about. Because sometimes I struggle with, as most people, with reading and comprehending. And so in that, I'm really looking at it and saying, okay, what are you saying to me? 
What is this saying? And I'm not trying to make it more than it is. I'm not trying to split the atom at the moment. All I am trying to do is understand what he's saying that day. And when I take that in, and I take it in, and then I may be the next hour, the Bible says talk about meditating. So I'm thinking about that word. I'm thinking about it while I'm over here doing something else. I'm allowing that just to stir in my heart and in my spirit. And then all of a sudden as God begins to speak, I then come back to what he's saying, and then I can understand it better. Sometimes it has to just seep into my mind, into my spirit. And as a result of it, I began to grow in that. And all of a sudden my conversation changes. My thought process changes. All of a sudden I become stronger in him than I've ever become. Why? Because I am in that part doing it. Last week we briefly talked about it, about people who run a lot. The first time they ran, they didn't run far. The next time they ran, they ran further. But you take a dedicated runner, it doesn't matter the weather. It doesn't matter what's going on outside or inside. They're going to run because they knew what they were and what their life was before they started running, and they knew how hard they worked to get to where they are now, and they're not going to go back to what they were. They want to stay conditioned and ready every day. I remember when one of our, on every mission trip that I've ever been on with Jonathan, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to go run a little bit. I said, are you serious? It's 87% humidity outside, son. It's 92 degrees, son. Yes, sir. And he'll go run three, four miles or whatever he's running and comes back and soaking wet. I'm going, man, you just made me tired. I'm sweating watching you run. But once he learned that and developed that in him, that's his lifestyle. That's his heartbeat. That's where he goes. It's what he does. When you and I get into this word and we get stronger in him, that becomes who we are. It doesn't mean we go around and thump people with the Bible. It means that we have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. We learn and know what he knows because he's pouring that in us. We learn and we have that relationship with him because that's who he is and he's speaking to us and we understand his words and we understand his language. And it begins with that five, ten minutes a day, that 30 minutes a day as we just get into his presence and allow him to speak. See, because he wants to help you in your story. He has a story for us. And he wants to accomplish that story in us. And then he's going to empower you to share your story with somebody else. That's what this is all about, getting stronger. So a couple of verses I want to share with you right quick. Um, 2 Timothy 2. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. We've got to get strong in that grace. Years and years ago when I would speak occasionally at a, at a church, somebody said, you know, I know what that Tim Bowen's going to speak about. It's going to be about Grace. That's all he ever talks is about grace. I'm thinking, what a compliment. He wanted me to get deeper in God's Word. There's nothing deeper than the grace of God. 
Nothing greater than the grace of God. Everything else in here reflects around the grace of God. And I thought, man, he thought that as, as a slight towards me, and I took it as a compliment. Because the moment I get past grace, the, that's the moment I become arrogant. Because I'm here because of His grace. You and I are here because of His grace. We are able to know Him because of His grace. And so Paul tells Timothy to become strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Understanding and knowing that it's only through Christ that I have this entrance to the Father, but now that it's there I can enter in and have a full fellowship with the Father. I can know Him completely. As well as this body and mind can absolutely know Him, that's how I can know Him. And He's given me His Word, His truth, His life. And the more I, am, I embrace that, all of a sudden things become greater and stronger in my heart and life. I don't have to just be a technique person. I don't have to just be a church person who knows the rules and knows when to raise their hand and when not to raise their hand and when to shout hallelujah when not to, when to come to church, and when not to come to church. I want a relationship. I want a relationship with my Heavenly Father. And I want Him to accomplish the story that He has written for me to happen in this body and in this life. I want that to happen. But that only can happen when I embrace Him and I spend time with Him and I grow in Him. Are there going to be pains of me releasing stuff that I don't want to release? Yes. Are there going to be pains of him exposing stuff in me that I don't want him to expose? Yes. Or is there going to be stretching me greater than I've ever stretched before? Yes. But every time he does that, it brings such a relief to the pain and emptiness of my life so that he can fill me up with himself so that at any moment... At any time, no matter where I am, what's going on around me, He can move freely and greatly in this body, in this vessel, and change the world around me because of His grace and His mercy. When I spend time with Him, now I become that receptacle of His love and mercy that flows freely in life. But that can only happen when I don't become afraid to spend time with Him and I allow Him to condition me for the kingdom. So I've got to get stronger in Him. I've got to know Him. And I don't mean that as a, you will know Him command. I mean that as an opportunity. That's a privilege. That's a joy to get into His presence. And when we know Him, then His words become more than law. They become life. As the psalmist says, Thy word was found and I ate them. And they became for me a joy. When we spend that time with Him, it's healing. His word is creative. His word at any moment can create life in and through and around you and I. At any moment, his word can change the course of history and time. Not only for you, but for people around you. At any moment when you speak his love and his name, a circumstances that was impossible now becomes more than possible. It becomes done. When you and I speak Jesus, 
He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one who's written it in our hearts. He's the one who's pouring us his story. It is Jesus. So we need to do, as Paul says, to stir up in us the gift of the living God. That gift of grace, that gift of mercy, that gift of hope, that gift of life. We need to stir it up in us so that it happens. And when we do that, be all these things that we've desired, all these hopes and that we wanted in Him, all this that we have seen and didn't think was attainable begins to happen in our life. Why? Because He is moving. He's active. He's working in us. And He has plans. He has purposes. He has a story that He wants to accomplish in us. But I must tell myself, i got to get on that floor and I've got to stretch even though it hurts. I've got to twist and allow this body to get back to where it needs to be. I've got to take, move things in me that I didn't think were movable anymore so that my body can get to the point to where I stretch out those muscles and those things inside of me so that my back can become free. When I do this in God, all of a sudden, this rigid spirit man that's so afraid to embrace the glories and the new things of God because I'm afraid I'm going to make a mistake in Him. I'm afraid I'm going to mislead somebody. Sometimes we need to throw that stuff out the window and understand that the Word of God is true and it's real and the Spirit of God and the grace of God is real and it's now. And I know that and I understand that purpose and that technique and I understand all that foundation. But I need to step out and to move into the Spirit of God and allow the Spirit of God to flow in and through and touch hearts. It doesn't matter the day, the time, or the hour. What matters is the willingness of the heart and for God to write His story in you and me so that life can happen. Glory to God. It's time, church, that we quit looking at rules and regulations. It's time, church, that we quit limiting God in our very life. We speak it all the time. We speak what we can and can't do. And most of it's what we can't do. What we should and shouldn't do. And most of it's what we shouldn't do. I want to tell you, it's time for us to speak what God is wanting to do in our life. It's time to speak the good things of God in our life. It's time to speak the hope in our life and the hope in others' lives. We all have problems. We all have shortcomings. We all make mistakes. And some days we just look weird. But every one of us, when we've been born again, has the hope of the living God in us. And we need to see that hope greater than we see the things that people aren't. We need to see the life that God has given greater than we see something else. But that only begins when I condition my mind and the spirit of my mind and growing stronger in Him every day. Oh, stand to your feet and give God praise. Can you do that now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord God. Father, I don't want to be afraid to embrace you. I don't want to be afraid to know you. Lord God, I don't want to limit you either. I surrender to you now more than ever. All that I am. All that I want to be. All that you want to happen in me, Lord. I want your story in me greater than ever before. Oh God, I pledge, I commit to spending time in your presence.